the Demon Dust Podcast, dedicated to the His Dark Materials, BBC, HBO television series, based on the works of Philip Pullman, powered by the South Congress Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Demon Dust Podcast. This is your spring-summer 2020 supplemental content spectacular show uh, <laughs> featuring The Land, Chaos Seeds, uh, by Alaron Kong, the father of American Lit RPG, uh, according to Alaron Kong. Uh, <laughs> I'm Travis Bryant, that's Kendria Clark. Um, Ken, that is a big bone of contention in the lit RPG community of uh, yeah. Alaron's claim of being the father of lit RPG um, it's probably not the most American lit RPG very specific because mm-hmm. there was like a Russian guy or something that put a book out or something maybe like a year before he did or something but the whole genre is less than in its current form or what you would think of as game lit or lit RPG is less than half a decade old mm-hmm. so i'm sure there are a lot of people <laughs> that are like well i i'm popping in lit rpg am i the uncle of uh <laughs> that is RPG? uh shimmer kuznets is like i did, i need some some accolades but we we are here it is book two time the the land forging so we started book one was called founding book two is called forging and book one was all about founding. Uh, Richter, our main character, uh, was brought into the land and promptly uh, found a t- bunch of allies and enemies and in, in a, a mist village stronghold. And he just founded a lot of things. I mean, that was the running theme of right. of the book: uh, founding relationships, founding of the village itself and this one is forging so you kind of have an idea especially knowing at the end of book one he had a choice to make with the core they haven't uh, used their they have like a magic core that can if you use the magic core on a building you can make a alchemy building or a smithy magical smithy or you know but you can use one you can or you can only have one thing uh so it seems with the titling of book two we understand and get a a bit of a hint of where they're going to go which magical building gets (laughs) gets uh uh gets you uh gets inputted implemented right say first um but yeah so Again, yeah. book, book one was two. just all about founding. The Miss Village was founded. Richter went to uh, him and Sion, his companion, went to the big major major city and recruited a bunch of non-humans, elves, dwarves. Um, the goblin cook from from the first uh, tavern that they that they uh, ran into when they were in. Uh, Leafs Crossing. Remember, Scion pulled the arrow on, and I absolutely did. He didn't. He didn't come along with the group. <laughs> Not that we have yeah, heard of. There's, there's no. no goblins. I don't think there are any goblins in 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 the Mist Village. And if they were as progressive as they uh, like to talk about that they are, they'd be a goblin family or or three. Uh, out and about, you know the, the intelligent ones. You don't have any smelly grunts around, but 
you know, I've read the Life Reset uh, series by Shimmer Kuznets, and mm-hmm. it's all about goblins as the good guys. Where in every fantasy and 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 RPG, they're fodder, and I mean that's the story. That's the point: is the goblins are fodder, and they they get built up to this uh, major threat. Um, but I have a bit of a soft spot for goblins, so it's like, oh, back in, back jumping back into reading the land, goblins are just going to be fodder and looked at and scorned and cursed and epithets thrown their way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get out of my face, gobby! Like, whoa, whoa, come. <laughs> That is really interesting. I have never thought about the duality of goblins before. For me, they are, you know, another log on the fire. Like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. someone has to be bad. There has to be a. It's not even about being him. bad because uh, they're just fodder. They're just low level. They're meant to build, they're meant to give XP. Mm-hmm. It's when you show up in the thing and you log on and your first time and you're level one. You can't mess with no level five monsters or a level three wolf. Or, gotcha. Oh, but a level one f- goblin or foblin that has right. no armor, maybe like a crude stick or shiv, you just p- punch him in the face or get yourself a little, <laughs> you know, dagger or something to take care of him and get yourself some cheap XP. Um, but 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 reading the uh, life reset series, you just uh, you, you start thinking about goblins as uh, you know people. <laughs> Right. Oh. Funny how that works. Right, right. How but, many of those books have you read? How many are there? There, there are five. Book four just came out, and no, mm-hmm. no, no. Book four just dropped on audio. Book five comes out in a week or two, but there's no date for audio. Okay. Um, so there are about to be five books, and he says he's ending it at six. So that's and probably by this time next year. The series, you know, if he, he's pretty series prolific. Yeah, he started in 2017, uh, I think. You know, uh, that's not a bad run. Yeah, okay. Writing a book a, a book and a half a year almost. Uh, but book two, um, book two forging. Yeah. Um, we want to start with the open up. Well, we got to start um, with the light court. We have we're we're reminded about the powers that be, like the people people the entities that either control the land uh the the dark court that opened book one they were i don't know if it's the same with the light court but they were like trapped Mm -hmm. they were trapped in like um i described as i i thought about it as the um uh, the the square pane of glass from Superman that the villains mm-hmm. are trapped in I can't the the the, the void something the, I thought of it like that that they're in this eternal kind of and the the dark court is trying to break the land because right. if the land breaks they get to uh, you know come back have and, access to everything yeah right. they're not trapped in their stupid little prison and book two starts with the light court and basically so you it, get the you get the feeling that the light court is obviously opposed to the dark court light and dark mm-hmm. and they're getting a report on there's chaos popping up all over the land there's concentrated uh, forms of chaos popping up all over the land and we know as a reader oh because a bunch of us people from earth got brought to the land and we're right. just concentrated just pure chaos 
but he's like, oh, there's no, not a ton of concern. And there, the the chancellor's giving the report, and the king of the light court, who's just kind of is portrayed as this all powerful, don't blink wrong in this man's in this man's uh, presence, or you might get you know smoted, smited right on the spot. Um, and uh, he he's getting a report. He has asked for um, one of his um, minions. Um, he's asked for someone to go down to the land and check out. Like, hey, I am sensing something. It seems to be an irritating tickle in my mind. Please go down here and see what in the world is going on. They um, they find so out yeah. the pixies are back. They're like a chrysalis has been open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a pixie are- is, has been revived. Or not revived because that happened later. It's been there's been, been a pixie in a chrysalis found and it has made its way to a light master. I'm sorry, to a life master. Yeah. Um. So if you put two and two together, then you know that they are probably at least going to try to revive the pixies. Um. What you find out from the conversation um that ensues about um this chrysal chrysalis is that the king of the light court um at one point um gave an order to create or to allow there to be a disease that wipes out the pixies. Yeah, um, the um, book one, the plague that, that they talk about that wiped out the pixies, the reason why this pixie and the chrysalis that they found was so important to, you know, because she could if they can revive her, she could revive the whole race who had right. been presumed wiped out by this disease. You find out, oh, the light court is, or the, the king of the light court Basically, the chemical or biological warfare. He created right. and released a plague upon the pixies to wipe them out. And then he's now thousands of years later going, hmm, maybe that was wasteful. Right. <laughs> like, so immediate, you're, immediately, you're like, this guy sucks. So <laughs> like, he might lo- be the king I of the light court, uh, but he sucks because everybody around him fears him. Everybody's walking on eggshells. That's never. Uh, never a, a good thing. Now this this part of the light court uh, opening uh, prologue that we got is what stood out to me. That I don't know if I recognize it on my second read through. On my first one, I'm probably not because I just didn't, had no context. Uh, but the chancellor is telling him uh, that there's. First, he detected nothing out of the ordinary. No changes in realignments of key ley line energies. Uh, there's no, also no significant alterations in the deep magics. Uh, but the, as far as the higher energies, he's found something. And then like the, the king of the light court is like, wait, wait, you're telling me one of those little insignificant specks of life that inhabit the land stumbled upon the ability to use some of the higher energies? And, he, uh, and the higher energies are chaos, gravity, and then he says, and the strongest of them all, time. And that just uh, made a couple of theories that I had as, as being a, com- a finished reader as far as the current, uh, through book eight, which is uh, the, the, the last books that's been uh, published. I've had a, a bit of a theory about um, about the use of time and how if that's going to come back and uh, be the big... The big reveal, reveal. plot point. Yeah. yeah. Because Zetrix in the first chapter of book one 
kind of said some he, he gave it away like somebody likes you and is clearing a path look at this sweet glade that you got this little reset checkpoint uh, right you know respawn point and also they sent me here a demon with tons of knowledge to give you a hit to give you a hand nobody gets this kind of treatment so you already right. kind of knew like mm, he's got somebody uh that likes him and then and then in the later books when he has some interactions with with other characters and beings uh but that was a big one um the higher energies uh are uh, our gravity chaos and time uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, but but the remainder of the Light Corp uh, uh, prologue is just the chamber or the Chamberlain and the Chancellor b- falling over themselves not to be, not to be, uh, not to get on the king's bad side, and um, some advice. Oh, you find out that the Chamberlain actually is this unknown entity that stands behind the king and whispers in his ear. No one knows who he is, where he came from. He's just like the highest advisor of the king, and the right. chan- and the chancellor is even weary of him. He, tr- he because he's so close to the king, so he, um, it's 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 odd and just it's meant to be. It's meant to kind of uh, just to kind of give you these breadcrumbs of to let you know there are. There might not be gods as we think of it, but there's some kind of higher power or something that either controls the land or wants control or re- reaffirm their control of over the land. So that's uh, that's that's the light court. Any, any- and directly out of the light court onto chapter one, day sixty-seven, um, we find that uh, Richter and. Um, Oh goodness! What is that baby's name? Scion. Yes, Richter and Simon. Scion are. Scionvar. Um, Scionvar. <laughs> <laughs> we have not gotten there yet. Yeah. <laughs> are on their way to the hearth tree. They are arriving at the hearth tree. Yeah, it picks right um, up where book one ended with them arriving right. and getting greeted by Hisako. Yep, they arrive. It's so great to see you. Um, and then. Um, they are almost immediately given a second quest. Um, like, like, you know, hey, um, protector of the forest one, um, bugbears and goblins have invaded the forest of Nadria and are disturbing the natural, the garden and are disturbing nature's balance. Um, the hearth mother is asking for your help. You must destroy the enemy camp. Optional. Find out why the invaders are coming into the forest. Ward unknown. Um, so yeah, almost a, immediately they are set out. And it's almost, I almost want to break out book one and look at the f- first time he met Hisako and got the quest for cleansing the forest one. There are some, mm-hmm. you know, wolves that are, they're spoiling the, th- it's the, it's the same quest, just obviously on a higher level. Bugbears right. and 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 uh, and uh, goblins, goblins over yes. just some rabid wolves. But they found out the wolves were rabid because the land had been spoiled by goblins, and and, and that's how the the story moved forward from there. Uh, but right. this time, it's uh, it's just it's just another launching point to get them out there searching for stuff. Uh, uh, adventuring, slaying monsters right. to stumble upon other things, artifacts, right. and other allies or enemies that they could then interact with. Uh, it's just, it's 
typical game, whether it's tabletop or or what. It's just here's your, this seemingly simple objective that you know isn't going to stay this simple. simple Number one, it's a chain. It's protect the forest one. Right. (laughs) So you know there's two, three, four more uh, uh, in the chain. Uh, So they agree. Let's let's take out some bad guys. Uh, They then do (laughs) the most overly complicated handshake, pound out, you know, and you know, it (laughs) The way I'm not even gonna read it word for word, but it's just two guys giving each other dap and and and, and fist pounding with explosions and over the top hand movements. And Hisako's looking at them like, "What in the world was that?" And he's like, "It's called giving dap, mother. You wouldn't understand." Right. Uh, just, just tremendous. Absolutely it's, tremendous. Hilarity ensues. Yes, it is a comedic breakthrough for, you know, the 12-year-old inside of all of us. Yes, everyone wishes that they had a awesome ally um, and a super dope handshake. So, yeah, it's lovely. Richter then uh, gave... So, their... their um, armor is in bad need of repair so they leave it there with the hearth mother who is going to have the um, sorcerers there fix up their armor Um, it is banged all to god knows what from their last escapades Um, while their armor is being fixed they decide to take a pool to I'm sorry take a walk over to Richter's secret glen um, where he is going to bring his first guest in Uh, it is secret and hidden Mm -hmm. Um, so they get there and um, Richter can see the entrance to it and he decides to figure out whether or not the information that the imp gave him in yeah. book one is correct um, and he asks Scion to walk through where he knows the opening is. Scion's um, like, and, walk in where? <laughs> and he's just like, right. walk into my uh, my thing and he's like all I see is trees and he's like, just trust me. So Scion tries and there's literally a physical barrier he can't see but it's something keeping him from from going further. And so unless right. he's gets immunity allowed to or or he's physically in physical contact with with Richter, he can't get in. Uh, so Richter mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it just just another example of these these two and their growing relationship. Uh, Richter's like, OK, come on. And he puts his hand out like, hold my hand and I will lead you through. And Scion is not having it like you've got to be kidding me he's like look it's the right you can stay out here but if you want to come into the glen where there's uh all kinds of rare herbs and stuff you know right you know and then Sion just grits his teeth and grabs his hand and he pulls him in and they walk in they get they break the uh whatever barrier magical barrier is there and uh richter turns to make um to make it, uh, he turns to he turns to to mess with his friend. Yeah, like that wasn't so bad, little guy. Wasn't, and then boom, sl- he slaps him with the flat end of his of his of his sword right right in the legs or right in the thighs, and yeah, just uh, 
I mean, like some real pain without cutting the guy's leg, and just to show that you know, don't mess with me. And Sion just walked away and starts, uh, you know, looking at herbs and, and and collecting stuff. But he was not happy that he had to hold that man's hand, right? Uh, and he refused to acknowledge the fact that he had held it. Like, no, yeah, no. yeah, this is it, and I'm not even going to talk on it. So before they went in, he Richter explained how that that Zetrix the imp told him about the barrier blah 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 and Sion immediately goes what don't you're not you know, why'd you talk to an imp they're not to be trusted right he's like well at least you didn't get tricked you didn't you don't know it a favor and Richter's like he didn't tell him yeah actually I do he just let it uh he just let it pass um so yeah yeah, they get in there and Scion is elated because um, Richter's Glen is filled with all of these herbs that are, you know, rare. Um, and they are so rare and he is so excited that they end up spending the night um, there because they are picking herbs and putting them in Richter's bag of holding. Um, I believe that Richter's um, herb lore um, goes up again. Um, due mm-hmm. to all of the herb picking um, and information that he gets while he's there. Uh, and the next day, they get ready. I'm sorry, in that evening, as Scion is sleeping, Richter notices um, in the pool of clarity, the other reason that they came is because um, Richter has realized since he's been out in the world um, that the potions of clarity that his glen generates in a pool are almost priceless. Um, and they're worth two sell. or three gold, and that's like a month's wage for the average, right. you know, working working schmo. And he real and also it's a it's a dope, uh, uh, little potion or whatever you would want to call it. Mm-hmm. it. It gives you a twenty five percent boost to to uh, to something really important. I forget what it is, but it gives you a nice it gives you a nice boost. And and it's so it's a po- it's yeah. a potion of clarity, and what it does is it allows you. I know this. Um, it allows you to gain more XP from um various from uh, uh, activities. Yeah. From so yeah. So before, if you were to um again, and it's like twelve to- hours or twelve twenty four. Like he found one bef- uh, at the at the the. At the uh, potion shop that had the the cute the cute elf girl that he was flirting with, he mm-hmm. found he there was one f- that was fifteen per that gave a fifteen percent boost for twelve hours. His gives a twenty four uh, a twenty five percent boost for twenty four hours. Right. So I think the the potion she had went for one gold, and he's like, well, what if it went for, you know, what if it was 25% for 24 a whole day? And she's like, oh, that'd easily be three gold. Not knowing, and then he produces one like, well, you got three gold for this? <laughs> like, I'll take your three gold if you want this potion, and she was kind right. of baffled. Uh, so it's not only, like, a really good potion, it's like, or, or would it find, it's like on the upper echelon of of a thing. It's not even right. like, oh, you have this nice thing. Like, no, you have the best of that thing. And he, yeah, and he finds out it's a major find. The glade yeah, so of the glade of serenity. Yeah, please continue. Well, well, ex- explain, explain first though that what the 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 glade, the uh, Kareem, the knowledgeable. 
Gotcha. Sorry, let me go. Oh, no, I, have hair. So, no, I wasn't really so counting. This. To Kareem the Knowledgeable, I saw it and read it and thought it was interesting. I did not know if it necessarily needed to be broached for oh, sure. for the podcast. But yes, Kareem the Knowledgeable, go on. Do you have it in front well, of you? I do. He's a, he was a... He was, um, the, the, the Secret Glade was a home of Kareem the Knowledgeable. Uh, he was of long-lived species, the Hankestu. No, I'm sorry. Hankestu. Ends in S-U. They typically are prone to quick anger and judgment. He turned from that path, however, and devoted his life to studying the natural world. It was his belief that through the proper application of knowledge, one could create a society of just and fair laws. Feeling his death was near, he laid down by this simple pool and breathed his last. His death transformed it into a pool of clarity and the bones of the Hankestu glow blue in the moonlight. And it's a major find. And he describes, like, most typical, like, no low-level dungeons are kind of, like, interesting finds. And, and, there, and it goes up from there to, like, a grand, legendary, you know, find or, or, or whatever. Um, so he, it just reinforces his start point Somebody has his back. Somebody has his best interest at heart. If they go and give him the secret, untouchable as far as from the uh, the outside world, warded against anyone else except him. And obviously, I guess maybe if Kareem the knowledgeable came back to life, he could find right. it, <laughs> or his ghost could just seep through it and it'd be all good. Uh, but it just emphasizes how how lucky and how privileged really uh, right. Rick, Richter is uh, in this in this world um, but he did again like you said his herb lore the next day uh, they, they stripped the glade almost bare I have a question hmm? they sometimes call it a glen and sometimes it's a glade so I looked mm-hmm. up a glen and a glade and it's literally the same thing they're almost identical in in their definitions I don't understand why they didn't uh, stick to one. Was that just, you know, weird authors like, well, I don't want to keep saying Glade, 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 Glade. Call it a Glen, you know, switch it up. Or I don't want to. Just my little nitpicky thing. It could be. It could also be for um, for ease of language. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that have more than um, one name in in our language, and sure. there is some. I mean, that is our language, <laughs> Glenn and Glade. That's that's English. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, my point is there is sometimes continuity between um, uh, cultures. You and I would call, you and I are both originally from Philadelphia, so we eat hoagies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, right. somebody, somebody else from, eats subs. Right. Or, or a blimpy or a this. So, yeah, it's the same thing, but there might be a slight cultural difference yeah. between. And there really, depending on what the circumstances are, you and I might be somewhere. I'll tell you this. When I go other places, I know that when I when I am ordering a sandwich on a long roll with cold cuts, it's not a hoagie. It's a it's a sandwich. It's a sub because outside of Philadelphia, the bread is different. Right. The this is different. Yeah. So there are instances where I will call like, it the other thing. Like so you I don't, think if you're in some place outside of Philadelphia and they go, 
would you like a, a Philly cheesesteak? You instantly be like, no, because they're not. No. You would never call it a Philly. Che- it's just a cheesesteak, right. fam. Just a cheesesteak. You don't have yeah. to. So you immediately go, I don't want whatever you're pretending <laughs> is a cheesesteak. No, thank you. Right. I'm cool. I don't need your, your warm roast beef on some kind right. of... <laughs> Right. Weird, long, hard roll. Like, I'm good. Right. Your chopped beef with sesame seed buns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. We, we, do, uh, we do get to meet Daniela, who, who is obviously Richter, or who's obviously Scion's, uh, I'm not going to say love interest because it never really get, goes there, but you certainly, th- I did, thought, like, oh, this is going to be by the end of the book. Or by the end of the series, they're going to have a family together, and da- you know Daniela is going to be like super important to to uh, to the hearth uh, hearth village and and all that kind of stuff. And you know she's there, she's fine, but it's 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 that first time you read something and you think. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be, and then it doesn't. I mean, it, we have a long way to go in the series. Right. Things might come back, like the, like the, uh, like the woman in the in the potion shop that uh, that helped decode and helped uh, Tarad uh, get the uh, Breakstonics uh, code. The code list, right? Uh, but all the flirt and stuff that the, her and Richter was doing, you're like, oh, she's gonna come to the Miss Village, and they're probably gonna have a family, and like, nope, or at least not yet. At not least. as of yet. Yeah. Right. Um, but you meet Daniela. She's clearly there to uh, to give to, to give somebody, not Richter, for Scion to play off of, and she's mm-hmm. uh, and 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 it seems like Scion and Daniela have a not quite pan, not quite. Pam and Martin relationship. It's certainly not that uh, uh, <laughs> fun, but they definitely enjoy giving each other crap. Uh, she she calls him by his full name, Cyanavar, which Richter promptly mocks, right. and you know Cyan had to threaten another slap across the thighs from his sword to get Richter to shut up. Um, Richter then gave. Uh, as a small token of his appreciation for all the things that uh, Sako and the Hearth, the Hearth Village has done for him, he gave her ten vials of Potion of Clarity. Right. And he, he put one directly in her hand and like looked her in the face and was like, I appreciate Like, was real sincere and humble with his, his words. And uh, it was really awesome. I, I, I like their relationship, Sion and Hisako. That relationship that's based on nothing but mutual respect it's not there's no sexual overtones or undertones there's you know there's this is i'm this is master and apprentice but also they're on a similar level because they both have mastered they're both uh uh place the power yeah they both have the power obviously the dynamic because she's way stronger and older and more seasoned than him so i really really liked their relationship that's based off of Mutual respect, understanding, and and um, so just yeah, the, the re- want of to help the other. 
so Richter definitely um, explains that she has big time mom energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not. Um, I am not sure if that is. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, this establishes what their relationship is. So I'm not sure whether I read that in this go of this book, but I know that he makes a comparison between their energies. Like, oh, another you know. five foot nothing. Well. Hisako's like four foot but another tiny powerful strong woman in my life here to tell me what to do for good reason like not not like in a bossy way but in a keep me alive and sane kind of way like you know like your mom does for you you know right in a a perfect world other reason why the other purpose for him offering her these potions of clarity is because he is also trying to get there to be an official yeah. trade agreement like hey we see I can provide you with together. this you give me this and she's like right. she just straight up told him like uh if you sure but you got to find somebody that a is has the ability to do that and b us as a village to village we've got to like we're friends but let's not uh start making like long-term business decisions yet right i like you you real cute but i don't know whether or not you you mesh well with our culture you respect exactly but yeah let's uh let you do a couple more quest chains for us and and that kind of thing right and it's it's game it's game it's game i'm playing i'm obsessed with skyrim now right like 10 years after the damn thing came out i'm all over it and if you try to trigger like why won't he train me in one-handed uh skill and it's because you haven't gone through all the you still have work to do for that faction and they don't trust you enough to to start teaching you stuff or giving you giving you tips on how to do this. So it's just you literally just have to wait. You have to complete some quests, get some hit a hit a certain threshold level wise, whatever the the mechanics of that game is. Go ahead. Yeah. He needs to forge and refine their relationship before they can move forward. But doomed. I see what you did there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um she after getting receiving the uh, the gifts of uh, potion of clarity, uh, said, "Hey, not only did we got your armor, we got you some better armor." Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what he got. He got a full set of not extreme. Um, what was how how did they put it? It was it's like a sprite armor. No, but it was like it, extreme sprite armor or a sprite ar- essential sprite armor. It was it was like the next level of sprite armor. I, I forget. It's not okay. Yeah, but he got a sprite helmet of mana, which gives him plus forty four to mana. Well, I'm looking at the book. It might be some of the stat stuffs are different from book to audio, but I guess a breastplate of brawn, which gives him a boost to strength. A uh, hardened bracers, which gives him a boost to dexterity. Gauntlets that gives him a boost to climbing, uh, which is weird. Bracers and gauntlets, because in Skyrim, if you have gauntlets, if you put if you have bracers on and you put gauntlets on, the bracers come off because the bracers go around your wrist and the gauntlets mm-hmm. go around your hands and like a big glove, so it covers everything. Okay. Um, he got some yeah gauntlets that help him climb, greaves that gives him uh, movement speed, in, increase movement speed, uh, boots that give him silence, they silence him, 
and once he has the whole thing on, it gives him 50% less noise or 50% noise reduction and plus 20% in earth resistance. So if somebody hits him with an earth spell, he can resist up to 20% of it or it's it is some ridiculously OP armor, especially for a guy who's just out of level. He's like a level 10 or 11 uh, at this point. And he looks at Hasako's like, close your mouth, Richter. That's how you catch flies. <laughs> and right. he's like, this is too much. He's like, it's well within my power. And my son is wearing almost enhanced. My son is wearing the almost the identical set of enhanced armor, which pissed Richter off because Sion just told him, um, uh, he's like, wait, you have this armor? And I was the one that had to chase the giant, uh, be the bait for the giant scaling. <laughs> and Hasako's like, uh, giant scaling. He's right. like, that's how you get up the trees so fast? You told me it was <laughs> special sprite exercises. You had right. me doing all those push-ups. And Scion is cracking up. Right. And he, Richter, wants to go ch- catch him and pummel him. Right. And then right. Hako jumps in and is like, chill. Ignore him. Look what else we got for you. And it's a cloak of concealment which gives him increased concealment in all terrains. In all terrains. Like, his his sprite armor does stuff in the woods and in the forest, like any when he's around trees and nature and stuff. This cloak, which can go on over the armor, gives him an increased concealment in all terrains. It's, yeah. He almost felt, probably was like, damn, I should have gave her 25 vials of, That's funny. <laughs> of yeah, potions of clarity. Funny. Damn, my little 10 paltry little vials don't seem that uh, that important anymore. But again, it's not based on, this relationship isn't based on, uh, well, what I gave you, you amounts get, to 15 right. gold. What you gave me only amounts to 11, so you got to compensate. No, 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 no. It's the appreciation. It's the thought that she cared m- probably more that he... he he felt a need. He he felt uh, that he wanted to give her and 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 her village a gift like that. And she told him to fight well. Um, Daniela and Sion are, are good naturedly ribbing. Uh, mm-hmm. And they step away. Yeah. And oh, oh, she wants a little then... private time. That's when they fi- she finds out about the scaling and that. And he pulls out the seed core right. that he found on the skeeling. He's like, the skeeling was feeding off of this. That's why it got so big. But we killed it and skinned it and everything. We're fine. Um, but Scion told me this is like a baby hearth tree, or could be. I, I if if you want it, it, it seems like your your people. It's very important to you guys. So please take it if you want it. And she was like, no, Scion was right. But the forest led you to it. It is yours. Um, but she did ask him to allow her to bless it, which right. would, which would give it Increase instantly ten to fifteen years of growth. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, yeah, bless away. Uh, so she's right. like, yeah, no problem. I, I, I did, we just need to do the the, the ceremony tonight because I used a lot of magic, you know, making your armor. So. Don't even worry about it, and and uh, and yeah, she's he 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 trusts. He says you can plant it in your place of power. Uh, Richter says I'll trust your judgment. Um, the growth blessing sounds wonderful. Uh, what can I do to help? You said I could help, and 
She uh, she wants to bathe the chrysalis because at the moment uh, a seed core is planted, like it, life magic like erupts from it. Right. And she wants to bathe the chrysalis in that light because nothing they did, have done in the days that they've had the uh, chrysalis back um, is reviving it or, or anything. So she's like, well... That light, that magic that comes from the, the planting of a seed core is the most con- concentrated form of life magic. And if anything right. can revive this thing, it's that. So please let, allow me to be there when it's planted to bathe. And she's just like, yeah, no, of course. You don't even have to You don't even have to ask. And that's when he gets the request, or the, the quest, Resurgence of Light 1. The pixie, right. ra- the pixie race was destroyed many, many years ago by a magical plague. One chrysalis has been recovered. One last light has been preserved. When you plant the seed core at the Miss Village, will you help Hisako birth the royal pixie chrysalis? Reward unknown. So, and without hesitating, of course, he, he was like, no doubt. And um, she right. she even relaxed. because She had doubt. He he had no doubt. He had no hesitation. But uh, she, ex- she exhaled in relief and... Um, you you don't understand on your first read through what's the, why are the why are they so obsessed with these pixies like why like they're not they're not uh, they're sprites like what do they care about bringing back this race why is it such a heavy burden uh, for this woman and for her people that these pixies are brought back like what's this about um so yeah so they talk some more they 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 talk more about the first quest or the quest you gave him a little bit ago about cleaning up the bugbears and 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 uh, and goblins. But she also says, in the meantime, while mm-hmm. we're, while we're setting up for for the ceremony and you're strategizing about the bugbears and the goblins, you need to work on your swordplay because you carry a sword around. But I know for damn sure you don't know <laughs> one right. uh, uh, thing about using it. So I'm gonna set you up with Yoshi. He's a sword adept. And uh, he'll train you. He's like, okay, yeah, no problem. Uh, he meets Yoshi. He's a half sprite, half human, level 26. And he's got a bunch of good health, mana, stamina. And um, they remind you that racial blends are erratic in their disposition. They can end up with some or none of their parents' races, their parent race's characteristics. Profession, warrior. So Richter's hype. Whoa, level 26? And he has a profession. Right. Not everybody has a profession, and we learn in later books why and, and what you got to do to, to get to a profession. Um. And and Yoshi, who, who, who he's staring at him, examining, uh, analyzing him, and and Yoshi's like, <clears throat> like you know, eyes up here, pal. Like what? You, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've never met a, um, a, a, a someone of two races. And Yoshi immediately gets defensive. You got a problem with that? Right. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I, I just never, like, it's just sorry. Like, I'm just, you know, you're the first. Uh, what what, what, uh, what preceded their meeting was some quote-unquote training with Yoshi beating the crap out of Richter for the next right. 12 hours uh, with sticks with and switching. branches. And, and it started off like, he, he, Yoshi pulls out a branch and he's like, "Attack me!" With Richter, Richter has a sword, and Yoshi's like, "Attack me!" He's like, "Aren't you going to use a sword?" He's like, "No, I don't need one." He's like, "But I don't want to hurt." And then he didn't get the 
out before Yoshi uh, uh, blurred in his vision and whacked him upside the head or did something and he sprawled out on the ground. He didn't even see it coming. And then he realized, okay, I'm I'm in for I'm I'm, I'm in for beating, and that's what he got right. for for the next half a day. He just beat the crap out of him while taunting him and teasing him about how terrible of a fighter he is. Um, and chapter two, <laughs> chapter two starts. The rest of the day was a study in abuse. <laughs> so I mean, because what he beat him, he basically beat him bloody. He beat him so badly that the next time he sees Hasaku, um, she takes pity on him while sort of snickering behind she's, his she's back laughing. and she's, the whole he, time. Even earlier with the stuff right. that Sion about the equipment and when he's like, are you happy to do all those push-ups? Like, she's chuckling, trying to hold her, like, uh, he, you know, her her humor in. And again, she he sits down at the table and he doesn't, he, does, he didn't realize that he could get, you know, healing from her. He didn't ask. She just laid a hand on him and, and healed him and he was super thankful. Um, right. And chapter two goes on, and all of chapter two is basically um, Hisaku and the sprites um, and Richter all making the journey through the forest um, on the way to the Mist Village. And they stop, I believe it is three times a day, um, for Richter to get Yoshi lessons. Well, I think um, they they just stop because it's normal to, you know, hey, let's stop for a break. We've been walking for six hours. Let's have something to eat. you know hydrate and Yoshi took that time okay we're stopped let's get some training in Uh, and the reason they left so early is because the blessing only lasts for seven days like they blessed the seed core and they have to plant it within seven days or the blessing expires and it takes a few days walk to the Miss Village especially with uh, a, a large contingent. A large party. Sure. Right. And it's the first time that Hisako's leaving the Hearth Village in a century. So mm-hmm. one, you you get an understanding of how old she really is. And two, holy crap, you didn't leave your crib or your neighborhood or your your town, your city for a hundred years? Like right. later she talks about like, yeah, last time I was in I was in Eve or, you know, the capital of Eve law she just was like, ugh, it's gross. And, you know, industry. She's a forest nature person. So she sees factories spewing, you know, coal, uh, uh, coal factory, you know, spewing uh, sludge and crap into the air or, or that kind of stuff. That's just an anathema to how she lives. And right. te- technology is not exactly her thing and, and that kind of progress so um, first time in 100 years she's leaving the Miss Village and she has to be well protected which means Yoshi her sword adept comes along which means he can get <laughs> trained the entire time because he was looking forward to having a break and then they re- realized oh Yoshi's coming crap um, but yes it's uh, so in addition to meeting Yoshi, um, Hasaku also um, introduces Richter to Sumiko. 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 Um, who is a basically a healer mage, um, and she is she seems to be a bit older. Um, She's and a. I, is she a life mage like Hasako? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yes. Okay. So he yes. is basically gets a few hours of on the first leg. While they're walking, he talks mm-hmm. to Sumiko. He gets trained on and magic from Sumiko. And when they break for for rest and 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 food, he gets trained in the physical stuff uh, from uh, from Yoshi. So the entire three or four day trip to the Miss Village, it's just full of learning. Him learning, right? And eventually, everything ticks up. He gets. Uh, he gets a boost in his sword, his sword skill. He gets a boost in his life magic. He even asked Yoshi. I'm not sure if it was in this chapter, but he asked Yoshi, like, "Why don't we just uh, why don't, why why don't we just far? right?" Because right, it says, "Boom, you've reached skill level two in swordsmanship, plus three percent damage, plus one to attack speed." And Scion's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Richter calls out, "I really appreciate you teaching me, but I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to be learning." When I study with other instructors, I level up my skills several times, but my swordsmanship seems to only go up when we spar. So why don't we spar the whole time? And this is man mm-hmm. who just got spent, you know, the last week getting pummeled and beat by the man, and he's like, well, you know, can we do some more of that? So he's like, I'm teaching you the art of the blade, not how to increase your level. You could bash away at a monster all day long with your sword. It would raise your level, but you would learn nothing. To you, a sword would still be a club with edges. Uh, if you go that route, uh, anyone with a bit of training will still kill you, no matter how high your level is. And then he goes, okay, right. that makes sense. And, and Richter immediately kind of understood that. Uh, but uh, So, yeah, they yeah. they get to the Miss Village, um, and they are immediately um, met by the Gray Ball of Light. Feuding. Who's... Yes, thank you, Putin. Um, well, before them. that, before that, he, he chapter chapter three starts off with them going through f- sword forms and Sumiko. He goes Richter's time with Sumiko hadn't been wasted either. He get he reached skill level two in life magic. He got some new life spells uh, unlocked. Weak slow heal and also weak cure poison, so he can heal mm-hmm. himself and others. And he can also heal um, uh, weak the weakest forms of poison. Both are touch spells. That's the range. So you have to be up on somebody. He doesn't have, uh, you know, he's not. They're weak, weak. They're the lowest form spell. So he's not throwing. But he learned spells. them. Mm-hmm. And then they walk some more. And then yeah, they they started uh, seeing the village. He gave everybody immunity to the to the mist. He starts seeing framework of the wooden cradle that that seems that presumably is going to be uh, for the ship that gets built. He sees work started on the forge. Three walls already uh, have been erected. Some other crude earthwork defenses. Just basically progress. In the week he's been mm-hmm. he's left, he gave Futon his instructions. And like the last time when he left to go to 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 Eve when he was gone for a few weeks. He came back and everything was again progressing and Futon and the Miss Workers do their thing. Right. So um, Hisaku is talking with Richter um, about their plans for the Sea Corps. Futon um, interjects into the conversation. Yeah. She wants um, to do it now. Rick- she wants to do it immediately. She's like, right. there's no, no need to waste any time. Futon's like, my lord, if I could interject. And he's like, you're basing your calculations essentially 
off of your village, the Hearth Village, and what your ley lines are. I think she's life. Um, she's light life. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so the mis. Okay, so his is, or hers is, he says, I, I can sense you're the master of light, life, and earth. We're planting mm-hmm. the seed at. If we were planting the seed at your place of power, uh, that would be now would be the perfect time. It's still daytime, obviously Earth and and life. But here we're on the nexus of life, dark, water, and air. The most auspicious right. the most auspicious auspicious time would be when the environment complements all of those powers. I suggest we wait until nightfall. That will coincide our dark power, the presence of the storm, because there's a storm of brewing that they can see coming. Uh, that'll fulfill the obligation of air and water. And the seed core itself is life magic. And he looks at Hisako, and Hisako's like, his reasoning is sound. And she admitted that, yep, I was basically doing my calculations based on uh, my my magics and my point, my place of power. Uh, so they came to an agreement that everything will happen after sunset, and once the storm, uh, you know, rolls in a little bit more. So in the meantime, they had a few hours of downtime and kind of kicking it in the village, getting the sprites acclimated to the Miss Village, getting the Miss Villagers. Hey, hey, y'all, gather around. These are our honored guests from the Hearth Tree. Treat them with respect. Give them all the courtesies and that kind of thing. Like. Treat them like they they that they're your neighbors, and uh, yeah, and then some. He met up with a few of the mate, you know. I don't want to make anyone less, but the important folks in his village, Roswan, seeing where certain buildings were, and uh, right. This is the first time you really get a get a get a sense of Roswan and how how much of a curmudgeon he is I forgot he's a he's an elf and not a dwarf but because he has he's one of the few elves that are that has facial hair you know, he's got a big mm-hmm. thick, thick mustache that covers his covers his whole lower half of his face um and yeah yeah at some point it is described as like a brick dancing caterpillar on his lip it is hilarious <laughs> um but yes super stoic super um absolutely the correct word to describe him is curmudgeon um yeah. he is what's ornery the, and a little prickly what's um it when you but, say one thing at a time like uh um short spoken is that a is that a phrase just yeah. like to the point and he's like hey Roswan how's uh how's the uh you know progress on the building coming along it's being built that was his answer it's being bu- that's well, it no shit Sherlock it's being built like how right in that building process how are they no he's not going to get into details of well here and then Richter just smartly just like fine <laughs> anything else you need he's like more bacon more eggs <laughs> so this is the start because it's a thing is weird it is a thing theme of bacon and eggs i uh, absolutely love it the, the egg genesis chambered <laughs> wait till we get to that <laughs> egg genesis chamber good lord tickle yourself tickle um, tickle so yeah, so again, he, he goes around. He he heck, he 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 uses analyze on everybody, but he he runs out of mana, so he he can't say everybody's name. Like hey Bob, hey Sam, hey Jill. So it's a lot of hey my man, looking good. Hey Pally boy, 
because you can't analyze every single person. It's just. But he also wants to, you know, forge a connection with his villagers. Yeah. He hasn't been there for a while. Be a man of the people, walk around, right. slap some backs, and you know, get the get the lay of the land. How everything is, no pun intended. See how everything is going. Uh, he checked on the farmers. He let everybody pretty much do what they did. He didn't micromanage. He he made a point of saying, he he was raised to, that good leaders hire smart people and put them to work uh which is just i mean you think it's a brilliant way of looking at things it's just the most common sense thing like why would you if you're so smart mm-hmm. don't have those people you know you can't you can't do everything so just you got to delegate so get good people around uh, good good people around you to delegate um yeah so again it's just more of him just walking around and and just reacclimating and just being a man of town and letting everybody know that he's out and about and uh, and 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 again it's a re it's reacclimating you the reader with the main side characters like Rosewan right. like Shivana uh, Shivana the shipbuilder yep. like you get a lot of good information out of Shivana who uh, about like um, the the soul gems. This is how you you find out about soul gems that that you can put a, a soul in a gem, an enchanted gem, and incorporate it into a ship. She's a shipbuilder, so she's talking about a ship. But you, you assume, oh, they can do other stuff too, and um, you wouldn't. You have to space them out because you don't want you want it to be evenly dis, uh, evenly distributed. You don't want the front end of your ship being super strong and the back end because everything has to work in uh, in, in unity and the, the, the boards have to swell and contract at the same time so he's like I don't know about what is a soul gem so it's again it's just establishing a foundation of where mm-hmm. we're going to where we're going to be so you know in the near future Richter's going to be investigating and experimenting with soul gems right and uh, yeah so and they also establish that he is a warm-blooded man <laughs> because they describe he describes Shivana and how she looks, and also it's and also the perils of being a man in charge. Right. You know, you don't want to be gawking and leering at your people, so he's tr- he's actively trying not to be like a weirdo, creepy, yeah, a creep, and a creep. yes, he's right. actively going. Yes, but she also, when he does, gives it right back. Just you know, like uh huh, like what you see there, don't you, buddy? Right. <laughs> so, so Shivana, <laughs> you get an idea of they they're setting the foundation of they're they're setting it as man. Would she be a good fit? Would that person be? Oh, I can't wait till not even just love interest, but even like with Roswan or the other men he runs into, it's like. That relationship's going to be interesting going forward. That's going to be oh, that's unresolved. That's going to come to a head eventually. Like right. later, later with Randy and his and his stats, it's they don't hit you over the head with it. But you you know you get the feeling, and we'll get to it in a chapter or so. That Randy is more than he appears to be, and Richter's knows he is more than he appears to be, but doesn't know what that 
might mean or what or anything. He's just he does not have enough contextual information in time, about people we'll or the out. way that things work or you know even he know he he doesn't know enough to know what he doesn't know Damn. is where he is. Yep. That that's where he is in, in life right now, and it is sort of a disconcerting place to be because he's in this power position um, and trying to get what he needs for his people, level up, grow the village, um, you know, um, keep everybody safe, provide food. He has his fingers in so many pots. And to me, that's what this chapter is really about. It is about, um, it is expanding on the idea of him coming back to the Miss Village and doing the, hey, you over there, how you doing? He is really trying to touch as many things as possible um, because he absolutely knows that um, that is his responsibility. It is not just his responsibility to go out and slay dragons. It is also very much about the relationships that he has, not only with his allies, but definitely with his people. How are my people? Can 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 we solidify this up? Um, and I think that he feels like it's lacking in some ways. Right now, they are definitely still a bunch of people in a clearing, Ragtag. in a forest. Right. Well, it's more than a clearing. It has some crude, like, had a bit of a foundation of, like, where a wall could go or <laughs> defenses could go. So, metaphorically, it is so loose. Yeah. Um, it, it really doesn't have any binding yet. Um, so, yes, they believed in him enough to follow him into the forest, and they are there, and everybody seems to be doing their job. Are they a unit yet, though? Not as of yet. Not as of yet. And so, you wouldn't expect it. If they were, you'd be like, how did, ha- this, how did this guy right. who... Soon as he got there, left and left the the a glowing metal guy, you know, head guy, Futon in charge, and a bunch of mist workers. Like he doesn't, he just hasn't had the time to put in to get to know. And that's what they're rectifying in this chapter. Like he spent a lot of time with Shivana and talking about um about getting the the ships the ship ready and. Because right. it's the mo- he even likens it to there's no internet, there's no instant communication. The only way to, to communicate is to physically be at a place. Right. And if I if I can't traipse across the forest for three weeks at a time, back and forth. So six we you know four to six weeks at a time getting to Eve and Law and the various towns in in Eve just to get information and to sell stuff so we need these ships and that's what this right. section was like you get four pages almost of him and Shivana going over how ships work how to build them fast how to make them he, she told him about trapping a uh, some a kind higher of, level phone well some kind of weird animal that that sk- skips across the water the water skipper the yeah. water skipper so if you tra- if you use a water skipper soul stone in a ship, it'll the ship will take on the uh, the the attributes, attributes of, of the, the thing of this. Yep. So right. obviously you wouldn't want to use like a rock monster in your soul in your ship because yeah, right. rocks sink. So this is the last thing you want your ship to do. So yes, um, so that's where a lot of that was. She also explained that the difference in how casting spells feel. 
because Shivana has some magic, and she's she's like explaining that um, my water when I cast spells that deal with water feels like water, and then Richter goes, "Oh yeah, when I cast weak, weak ice dagger, my hands feel cold right before the spell right. is cast. When I when I cast this, I feel cool. When I cast this healing spell, so he's you know it's, again, it's just giving him more insight and in what he can do." And uh, and um, and what he can do in the for and and going forward, but she right. doesn't know how to get soul stones. So he's like, "Hey, you gotta ask one of the other uh, other folks." Then he has a run in with Tarad, who mm-hmm. he, who he left in charge as far as like uh, the human he left in charge, who has bags under his eyes, who is tired, and who looks like he's about to, you know snap from stress he's holding it together but remember what he's still dealing with his best friend justin they buried him isabella is dealing with her own trauma so he's her rock uh and and just not being you know he lost his home his and his intention was to get everybody safely on the boat and head off to the miss village and he was going to stay take care of his inn get things settled and then come and whatever later but when Justin died and, uh, and and Ronan, the Thieves Guild guy, came and attacked everybody, he's like, they know who you are. They will find you at the end. There is no, you have no life here in, in law anymore, uh, t- uh, Tarad. So he had to go with them. So he's still dealing with those major traumatic uh, instances in, in his life. And, and Richter understands that and basically told him, Go take a break. Here's right. Three that take three days. You and Isabella, we're building this shack for, or a cabin for you, so you guys have your own space. Go heal. Go, you know, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you in a few days. Don't worry about it. Right. And and it took a little convincing because Tarad's like, you know, I, I can fight through it. You know, macho guy stuff. Don't want to confront his emotions and his trauma. And Richter being the the, the leader that he is um, didn't give him the options. Like, no, you're you need to heal, and it's okay to be vulnerable and to, to say you need to heal and to go and to go heal and to go. Uh, right. You know, you don't have to be everybody's rock. Go take care of yourself and your family. So. Right. He absolutely pushes him with compassion. Absolutely does. Mm-hmm. One so, of yeah. the reasons why I love Richter a lot, I absolutely do. He is a he is super well rounded, um, and even in his um, shortcomings, uh, he is always um, looking out for his people. Like his, it is not just about how far he can get. Almost as soon as the prospect of him gathering people to take to his village um, came up, he wanted to make sure that um, they were the right kind of people. That he didn't bring prejudice or discrimination with him. Um, he really is a nurturer, um, and this is one of the. This is the first time we see it in this book. Um, how nurturing he is, um, and it, and I appreciate it. Yeah, and chapter four starts off with just again him and Tarad having finishing uh, their conversation. They start talking about each other's skills. Uh, he learns that Tarad. Um, is like loosely no, no, you know, tied to nobility as far as the bloodline goes. Um, mm-hmm. And when he was a kid, 
he had like a third cousin that was like a in the high up or something in the military so he got to be his page which is basically like a squire and he took care of uh running messages and taking care of their armor so that's why he has the odd collection of of like martial skills like military stuff but also some administrative stuff because you know he ran an inn for a decade and and, and that kind of stuff so um yeah he's got uh he's got some some interesting some interesting uh stats and skills right absolutely for someone who we met as like an innkeeper um and who seemed to be part of for lack of a better term part of the underground railroad sort of ushering people out of a place where there is all this social unrest and injustice um for him to have the um the ability to work with horses and to have been a spy and to you know be able to shingle a roof and he has <laughs> yeah like what is that? this is this is collect this is an odd collection of skills how did you end up yeah with espionage skills and roofing abilities <laughs> right <laughs> right uh. So yes, yeah, super well rounded. Tarot is it basically boils down to Tarot has lived a life. He yeah. you know started um, he started in what essentially was a inside position. You know someone in government who you're related I mean, he's, to. Yeah, he goes, he's, he's loosely nobility. I mean his I think he explained mm-hmm. it as well. Nobody in my family has any kind of claim to anything, and it wouldn't even be in dispute. But we are my second cousin is this that and the third so uh he he had he grew up with some kind of privilege again being able to get a page job the where he was that wasn't something that everybody could just do so again they have a really interesting really cool conversation just talking about each other's histories and really learning more about tarad the character uh and his history and um yeah, they end up in the in the in the catacomb or in the in the uh, great seal. The great seal. Mm-hmm. And he notices that um, he only has one power unlocked, so that's the one that in the great seal is, it, for lack of a better word, blooms. The other are just cold gray slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, dark life and water magic remain only cold tile. So the other one, air, is a, cr- a clear crystal. So everything else is just cold gray tile. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So again, we just get more, more, more catching up. He gets, he ends up in a meeting with with Randolphus, and he <laughs> he gets roped into that. And Randy is the Chamberlain, which is basically, I mean, like. The secretary, the friggin' just the everything you could think of administrative, Randy's that guy. So he's right. got a stack of papers and he's like, okay. Then they just start checking off boxes. And then Richter is like three hours later. Richter goes, okay, okay, you take care of the rest. We need to, uh, you know, but in the meantime, he had that, he had that, in, that uh, interaction with Randy about his, his skills. And that's how chapter, or, or I guess that's kind of how chapter four ended. Him going over again, Rand, Randy's skills, and just 
Richter getting the feeling that there's something more to this man, but just he doesn't have enough information, like you said earlier. He just doesn't have enough to uh, to go by. Right. He's not sure exactly because he has a code breaking a code breaking skill, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Who's born with a code breaking skill?" Right. Like you, 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 you work end? that. You work that right. skill. Like that's the thing that you you break codes <laughs> to get that leveled up. Um, he's like Richter. Silent fell was silent for a moment. Who would be born with a skill in code breaking? More importantly, mm-hmm. how often would that come up? Just because you're born with a high affinity doesn't mean you gain the skill. Doesn't mean you gain the skill. So he just had to. He just had to accept that. Hey, he was the chamberlain for a king. Maybe he had to do some odd chores and, and jobs. And he just really was forced to to leave it at that. Uh, he did have a magic wand that he found uh, 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 analyzed by Futon, which ended up being a magic a wand of magic illumination. Uh, it sends out a beam of blue light that illuminates the darkness. A uh, magic scene in this light will glow white. 12 hours of illumination per day. I- I'm thinking about this wand. I don't remember this ever like coming back into uh, into the mix. Into I cannot say that it has either. Yeah. Nope, I cannot say that it has. So we shall see. He also found a Tome of Souls Familiar. And uh, it's a school of, mag- of mastery of a school of magic you have to have an intelligence of 20 and it costs 12, uh, 1200 mana uh, and he, which is an exorbitant amount of mana it is ridiculous so yeah. not so so uh, pause for a second because Richter did not find the tome of soul familiar it is part of the loot that he got from the night blades robbery oh, when right. he went in to save right. all of the non-humans he's going over so, loot that's right. Right. This is loot. And one of the things that he comments on when he sees that it's um that that this is an item that he it's has. It's an epic item class. Right. Of masterwork quality. So Ridiculous which which means it's way too exp- it it it's <laughs> the, the the if you have a thing like this that's so valuable, well, one, you might not want to sell it. But two, everybody can't use it because you have to have a ma- you have to master uh, a school of magic, mm-hmm. and so not everybody just some random thieves guild member. He's like, I can't use this, but it's worth so much. But not everybody can use it. Not every you don't want to even sell it because it's so powerful. Uh, yeah, right. it's you run into all kinds of uh, all kinds of problems when you have something that costs so much. I mean, imagine having a Fabergé egg as a hood dude. Like you're you you're you've got yeah. a million dollar or whatever a Fabergé egg is worth. Right. But do you have a Fabergé egg fence that you could right. you know because you can't just walk into the pawn shop because right. you're either going to get five hundred bucks for something you should get five million dollars for. Right. Or you're going to tell the wrong person and you're going to end up you know in some stabbed. Some, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going with like Gitmo or it's like some you know uh, uh, detention center. But yeah, unless you know how to get rid of something or to sell something, what's the point in yeah, so that was the problem. But now Richter has it and he's immediately like what? 
Because he's thinking game logic. Every soul familiars are great. This one game I had a soul familiar. It was a little mouse. It would help me pick locks. And he's right. just going through like the giddy gamer logic of it. But then he's the, he the is price. All but soul train lining in in the. Oh, that's why the, you were dancing. So yes. The, the <laughs> price, obviously, like you said, is exorbitant. The twelve hundred dollar or the twelve hundred mana cost is four hundred more than the the initial cost for the mist protection the confusing mist right which is a one time it's 800 bucks and then it's a 400 dollar a day upkeep so this is more than his most precious line of defense, defense mechanism right Absolutely. which immediately you're you know your hackle should that puts up, it in perspective like wait a minute you're telling me that the cost of of getting this soul familiar is basically the cost of i don't know the taxes on all the properties i own for it's, a year like the fact that he made the decision that he wanted it and he wanted it now. it was like a jg wentworth commercial right <laughs> i need cash and i need cash now like right. oh i need this so familiar and i need it now okay that's what it's going to cost eh, if the defensers are down for a little bit that's all good you know they'll regenerate right. in the morning we'll make it work he's just like he's like yeah we'll make it work and you know boom so he he unleashes and that's not really uh but he does he he goes into some of the math with Futon yeah. and he go he 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 the he says the 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 cost or the the thing outweighs the cost or the the risks you know it outweighs the risks and he took the risk of spending all that mana combining his personal mana with the village mana cuz the village mana is only a thousand mana points at this point and right. his is only 301 so he got thirteen hundred one mana. So he he's left with he left the village with a hundred and one points of mana, which just ain't gonna cut it. Um, but he's run the numbers. He has run the numbers. He's he has numbers. He, he, he talked himself into is, it. And right, because he, yeah. He's already made the decision. He, he is has. Now he's justifying to it. Placate his mind. No, he, yes, he's justifying being okay what he's with. about to do. And, exactly. And he decides, and he goes and and calls forth the the tome, and tomes are, and I had to again. Everything comes back to Skyrim these days because I'm just obsessed. Like I had to like. Because I've read this book specifically, and and some of the other lit RPGs, specifically the fantasy-based ones, I was I was prepared for a Skyrim. Like, oh right, scrolls are one-time use, right? But tomes are one-time use. But you learn the thing, so you keep the knowledge, but you can't sell the book that it came in because it. It, it, it dissolves but a scroll is one time use but you don't get to keep the knowledge and an enchantment right. is not necessary like I, I I have paralyzing enchantment spells like I can cast a paralyzed spell on a sword that will give a chance that a sword strike will paralyze the, the person or the, the monster for four seconds but I don't mm-hmm. have a paralyzed spell that I can just out of my hand do right. that, right? Like, right. Ugh, I only have the enchantment. So it's just these magic schools that try to keep everything, uh, you know. So he calls forth the tome, boom, 
a giant dragon comes from nothing? Another dimension? I, I don't know how you explain There's, he, So he, he, he is asked by the land if he wants to conjure his soul familiar, to which he basically goes, yeah, excitedly, mm-hmm. right? Where he stands, basically in a hallway, mm-hmm. um, and there is a rent in space. There is a rip in the space-time continuum <laughs> And it opens up the fabric up of space. To, yes. Yes. It is done. It opens up from floor to ceiling in front of him for him to see um another dimension. Drogon, and basically. there are from Game of Thrones cliff faces and <laughs> spectacular views and almost immediately a draconian head the size of a, of a bus. bus. <laughs> <laughs> peeks out like oh you peeks called me out. forward so it pulls its whole body out Richter as it goes instinct took over Richter froze in place hoping that the wormhole or whatever he was standing in front of acted as a acted as a one way mirror he did not want this thing to see him that hope faded as the bus sized head oriented on his position and the right. jaw dropped open the monster stared at him with a sadistic leer its steel-colored fangs were each the length of short swords. It was as thick as thighs. So he's standing here terrified um, over this thing. Next thing you know, there's a big boom. The portal slams shut. The seal returns to its previous appearance. Silence once again regains the, uh, reigned in the chamber. Uh, and 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 and. Yeah, it's just filled with tiny, almost imperceptive sounds. Richter's heart pounded widely in his chest so he just he what the hell futin or he yells at uh yeah futin yes yeah. my lord what the hell <laughs> and futin goes um uh, he goes my lord are you all right no 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 no. that was randy he right. uh, and then but futin took that literally like what the hell and he's like that was not a being from the abysmal plane and he's like right. what he's like I do not. Oh, the, a lower. I'm sorry. I do not believe that was a lower plane of existence. It's like what? He's like you asked. What type of hell that was? It was not hell. It was simply right. an alternate dimension. And Richter goes. The lack of idioms in this place is going to kill him. Um. So anyway, he's trying to figure out like, well, what the hell was that? Where's my familiar? And Richter's like behind you my lord <laughs> you, you, he's like behind you right yeah yeah and he's like bye and he turns around and there's this the dragon he just saw except sm- smaller a ling a dragon ling and it's the size of uh maybe a small a dog or whatever cat yeah yeah and it's like yeah know this you summon your soul's familiar every living being is born incomplete Connecting with others is the only way to move beyond this limitation. You have cast the spell Summon Soul Familiar. The spell reached across all timelines, dimensions, realities, and fractional casualties to find another piece of your fragmented soul. You and your familiar are bound until the universe ends and all souls are again returned to the true essence. And he goes, unlike uh, the paltry connection most mages and familiars, the soul bond between you and your soul familiar has unlimited benefits. You will have to discover these over time, but the first is perhaps the most powerful. Abilities are bound to the soul. The such, and as such, you will have access to your familiar's 
abilities. Increasing your familiar, familiar strength and level will unlock further abilities. And so far, he has a Cybond ability, which means thoughts can be shared across uh, uh, between beings. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, oh, that's it. That's it. And then it says, congratulations, you've bonded your soul familiar. Your familiar is a Psy Dragonling. And he has, or the Dragonling has access to air magic because it was born on a Nexus, uh, a, a ley line of air magic. So because that's what Richter has. um, Oh, that's the one. That's the one he unlocked. Yes, yes, yes. So, and as you, as we stated earlier, the more he unlocks, the more um, the Dragonling will level up and get different powers. Uh, Then it starts talking to him in his in his head. Meat, hungry, those kinds of things, and uh, blew some blew a strong burst of hot air into his face. Mm Hmm. Um called him little guy and she didn't appreciate that because she's a girl and he's like oh I'm sorry girl let's go girl (laughs) and he went to pick it up pick her up she's like no I got this and she just flaps her wings and starts flying around and later she settled on his uh, on his on his shoulder on his shoulders yeah super comfortable Mm -hmm. and wrapped her 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 tail around his neck like like she's a, a minx uh, chapter five starts with uh, with Richter and the side draggingling leaving the mm-hmm. uh, leaving the uh, catacombs, and so he so there was a few people gathering around because of uh, obviously the draggingling uh, is <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> on this man's shoulder and everybody's like whoa what the hell right and so he's like. Everyone, give me attention. He's like, uh, so he's like, I'm happy to see you all again. We're transforming this place. It's no longer the blank slate it was when we got off those ships. Um, he's like, I want to spend more time with you. But then he also says, the next announcement concerns what many of you are pointing at. This is my new familiar. She's a side draggingling, and he just, it's like, you're not going to hurt anybody, are you? He says to her in her in his head, and she sort of assures him that uh but anyway he just introduces her and she after another small meeting with the the hearth mother he has to feed her she's like me i want to eat so they know this is before no he feeds no he goes to feed her before he meets up with his that's right because he says meet me after you're done eating, right. I gotta go meet Hisako. You are correct. So he wanted to go meet her, and the dragon's like, "No!" Blew another right. hot air gust in his face. So then they detoured to the hunter's area, where she saw some fresh meat. The hunter was cleaning a deer. She flew over to him, not basically elbowed him out of the way, and was like, "Mine!" and starts chowing down on the deer that he caught. The man obviously is shook and is like, ugh, a dragon. And Richter had to, like a good parent, no, stop it. And just, and he even said, I have to nip this in the bud. Absolutely. I cannot have a dragonling think she's in charge. Like, I'm right. the boss. You, you know, you're the subject or whatever so in this really parental way he gets her like no this is 
because she, she keeps saying mine mine as far as the meat goes and he projects an image of the village of himself of the of the the, the butcher the the hunter that was that she stole the deer from and he's like no ours family and then slowly but surely she realize she understands and then he he the, and the hunter's just staring at him he's like yeah she she i told her that that what she did was wrong and she shouldn't attack you like that and he's like you told her he's like yeah we can we can communicate without words and the guy's like can you now he's just totally freaked out (laughs) he's like could you cut her off some a chunk of meat and you know anytime she's around just just hook her up and she'll know to behave and she won't like take it from you Mm -hmm. and he's like okay i'll throw it over there but i'm not coming any closer so she's chowing down on her meat he's like come get me come find me when you're done and that's when he goes up to uh to meet hisako who found a a spot to plant the seed and she's like, this mm-hmm. is the perfect spot. This is super fertile land. It's pr- uh, just the geography of where this is placed. It'll be protected by the cliff faces and protected by this. And boom. He's like, no problem. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, this is great. And, you know, uh, nightfall is coming soon. The storm is coming in. Like, you know, the, the optimal. This is optimal um you know the time the weather the place like this is gonna be great like it is almost time to get down to business yeah storm's almost here and night is almost falling in a few hours the conditions should be perfect uh so that's how chapter five ends Uh, 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 almost yes oh it should be perfect (laughs) right right where yoshi steps in and goes Wonderful. Just, yeah, just we have a few hours. Yeah, and then yeah. he commences to yeah. whipping Richter's tail in yep. front of all his people um, in a very good hearted um, way. Richter is like, yeah, it is. Uh, it is helpful for my people to see yeah. me, um, you know, working hard, yeah, you know, getting, getting that everything is not know, everything just. Isn't, um, yeah, everything isn't sweet. I can take my lumps. I'm not I'm not willing to dish out stuff that I can't take right yeah I'm not asking for anything I'm anybody to do anything that I am not willing to do myself I will put in work uh, if I ask you to put in work so the chapter starts off chapter six starts off with the villagers gathered around watching and they're like shouting advice keep your head up don't (laughs) let don't let your sword drop Ooh, that one looked like it hurt so they're just the peanut gallery chiming in while he gets his butt whipped right um so eventually it was time it was time for time for the ceremony and time for the planting and hisako says please tort you know douse your torches the ceremony is best in in darkness and follow me so everybody went up to the uh went up to the hill she wanted to plant the tree on the rain starts coming down uh she asked richter to stand by her by her and she gives him the seed core she's like Oh, he's like, oh, I thought you were going to do it. And she's like, nope, it has to be you. Right. She took the, uh, she, he, he, t- he took the seed core and had another one of those memories of, mm-hmm. because the seed core gives you these, 
memories of nature, like your favorite memory in nature, or one of, because when he first touched it, he had a memory of him like kissing a a, a young lady under like a weeping willow tree or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this one was of him and his brother shoveling snow or raking leaves, I think, and ended up like playing football and had a really sweet moment with his older brother after he threw like a perfect spiral. And when he came to, he noticed everyone that had gathered around, especially the people that were close to the Sea Corps, were having their own moment, their own yeah. memory. Because everybody had this like serene, like, oh, yeah, remember? That's right. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so she basically, Hisako... Oh, no, before he actually plants it, this is when we get the motto of yes. the Miss Village. And it and it says, the next words he said, because he, he had some regular words, like, we'll take care of this tree, and it'll care for us, and that's how we'll live. live. The next words that he said seemed to come from somewhere else. It was mm-hmm. as if something was speaking through him. Quote, through service, ascendance, through dedication, transcendence. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a, a pop-up. You have created the motto of your village. These words and ideals, they, the, the, these words and the ideals they embody will nestle within the heart of all who embrace the Miss Village as their true home. Loyalty of all villagers increased by 100%, or by 100 points. So, boom. He gets a loyalty boost from all of his villagers uh, because of that. Uh, he read the... Uh, then he... Then he read the prompt, and he focused on the seed core, and it said, would you like to plant the seed core at this location, yes or no? And he says he was about to finish the quest, and he was realizing he was missing a perfect opportunity. He He quickly withdrew a potion of clarity from his bag and drank it, and then hit yes. So before this momentous, tremendous, magical awe-inspiring event happens let me boost the thing by 25 percent and i and it was just one of those like oh yeah that's right good idea richter if you're as the reader you probably forgot yourself or you're or you're the other reader where you're like where you don't forget anything and you're like you have you you remember all the potions all the scrolls everything and you're like no richter you got that potion of clarity though and then he does it you're like yeah my man (laughs) that's right because i would have been real upset if he didn't take that uh take that chance so the opportunity yes. right he uh he um he hit yes and then the core started vibrating in his hands then it mm-hmm. started to burn his hands and he dropped it but it didn't, it fall. didn't fall it spun and then he was like I-, I can't say it fell it plummeted into, into the ground creating mm-hmm. a perfect circle a perfect hole light was bathed you know light gushed out of it i think that's the light was then uh uh the chrysalis was bathed in um then you know the thing started to you know he realized "Hmm, maybe i shouldn't stand like next to this hole that a tree is about to grow out of and he's like he's like i went to turn around to tell everyone else hey maybe we should back up y'all everybody else had already moved back nobody gave him like a nudge or grabbed him by the elbow was like yo 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 we moving back come on come on why we don't know what's about to burst out of that hole they just left him there like well he knows what he's doing (laughs) the magic will protect him i guess like damn y'all already ain't nothing y'all just left my (laughs) up there (laughs) 
<laughs> and it says before he got 20 yards away, silver tendrils shot up through the hole and arched high into the air, waving back and forth. An impression, I'm sorry, an impressive and daunting um, as the sudden grow was, it turned out. Well, before that, that Ken, didn't the, didn't the, uh, the, the burst of light come out? And left a, uh, like everybody looks at this burst of this beam of light that shot into the sky, into the clouds, and then it disappeared, and it still left an after image. Like, wait, is it still there or not? Or is that my eyes trying to readjust to this, you know, after this bright light? Absolutely right. And and then the tree starts sprouting. And I mean, remember, it's getting 15 years of growth in an instant. And the way they describe it's 50 feet across. The trunk of this tree is fit. That's 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 like two houses. (laughs) But you look at the cover of this book. If you Google the land foraging, you click on the first the the image of the the cover and look at the hearth tree. Look at Hisako's hearth tree and look at the apartments, basically, that are built into this hearth tree and realize, oh, that's more than just, you know, look at the, you know, it's like when you need to put like a quarter next to something on the, on a, in a picture so you can see the the context. Yeah, see the scale. And you see those apartments shining through. It's like, oh, that's a skyscraper (laughs) posing as a tree. That ain't no tree. Uh, It's too big. But, but yes, uh, he planted the thing. The tree ended up being a quickening because, as it mm-hmm. was ex- explained when Hisako gave him the seed core, it's a magical seed core and it will develop into whatever tree is deemed necessary for the land and area that it's planted in. So it gets planted, it takes everything into consideration the powerfulness of the soil and the land that it's being planted in, but also its surroundings and what the people Mm -hmm. and beings in that surrounding need. And it turned into a quickening, which I liken to Quicksilver because it's silver. And uh, you've completed quest, the quest tree of power one. The seed core has been planted within the boundaries of your domain. 25,000 experience points. Congratulations. You've advanced to level 6, 7, 38. He went from in level herb. 5 to 38 in herb lore. Right? right? So he's just immediately like an apprentice level uh, herbologist. <laughs> right? Um, herbs are now 114% more effective. Increased chance of finding higher level herbs. Uh, so he got a boom of XP 2500 and XP for the herb lore. 7500 for the, every every time he hit a new tier uh apprentice uh a, 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 he's not a dep but whatever the, the, he got a thing um wait so it went you advanced to novice from novice to initiate initiate to apprentice yeah, so he stopped at Apprentice. So 38, he's mm-hmm. an Apprentice. Uh, reward, a quickening. Know this, you have successfully grown a quickening. This is a celestial tree, normally only seen on higher planes of existence. Many scholars attribute the overall great uh, the overall greater powers and health of, of higher plane denizens to this tree. It bears fruit, which, when eaten, helps to unlock the hidden potential of the imbiber. Your people will surpass their previous potential. He 
planted a tree that gave everybody in his village a, a potential like wild boost everything in its in its in the area gets a basically like a fertilization 20% fertile boost or whatever i want to find the number exactly everyone gets a boost to reproduction a 5% boost of reproduction so it's going to mm-hmm. help grow the village in that way anything to do with growing whether it's crops animals or human humanoid beings in your belly gets a boost to growth so all your wheat and oats and all your crops are going to come in 25% faster <laughs> he was wondering holy crap did later he's one did did I just take a nine-month pregnancy to a, to six months? Uh, it's like, is it is it is it like that, or is it just, right. or you just pre- get pregnant easier? So he's got questions that he he can't even answer. Um, so he just gets a tremendous, and it's just too much to go over because he gets so, it's just a two, it's just pages of increases. Um, he basically hits the uh, Mega Millions. He yeah. basically plants a tree, no, and he, not just him. He, he hit a group Mega Millions. Yeah, yeah, he hit a group Mega Millions. Right. Like everybody they all put in on the ticket, it. and then they hit, and everybody gets to benefit. Right. But him specifically, of course. But yes, he he gets a ton of XP. He's got all kinds of unused characteristic points. He's got all kinds of percentages that he's got to now. Uh, uh, he's unlocked the Tree of Power 2 quest the emergence of a celestial tree on this plane will not have gone unnoticed the tree requires care to cultivate it and strength to protect it will you protect it and assign caretakers and of course he he hits yes Um, uh, morale goes up morale goes through the roof he 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 says one of his limitless abilities gives him an a hundred percent affinity in every skill and second his fast learner ability that increases his progression skills by thirty percent. Oh, he's just because his personal stats like went up because he was in the in the presence of a quickening at its uh, at its boost or at its uh, at its planting. Most of his villagers, because they're just normal people that you know do normal work, they don't battle, they don't they don't have a specialty, are level one and two. So everybody got like some people went up two or three levels just by being just by getting five thousand XP when you're at those lower levels. That could be you know two. Or it three is life changing mm-hmm. because ideally these lower level a farmer who does you know farming and does not have opportunities to get xp and to move up the ranks at all might go their whole life and only get up to level three so if you're telling me i started at level one and i came and watched you plant this tree and now i have now my base is what my life expectancy was going your to be kids. at the end of my life. Your kids like, immediately. He was saying, I hope the parents guide their kids to spend their XP uh, wisely because I don't need a bunch of, you know, high brawn toddlers running right. around. <laughs> Just muscled out toddlers with the <laughs> strength on 18, <laughs> you know, but, you know, te- temperament <laughs> on negative one or something. So, 
like you said, life changing. You might go, I could change careers now, or I don't have mm-hmm. to be a simple farmer. I have the ability to to be a crafter, or maybe I want to work on leather, or work on enchantments, or become a forger, or, or, or a smithy. Yes, like you said, life changing. Uh, uh, everything morale went up, loyalty went up. Population five percent to population growth, five percent to productivity, five percent to fighting spirit. Uh, then it went up again <laughs> you because know, of the blessing. Because of the blessing, ten percent to productivity. It's yeah, everybody's just thank you, my lord. Randolph has said with his head bowed. <laughs> so everybody's just happy. I mean, how could you not be? You're in in in, in the presence of of that kind of stuff. Um. So, yeah, we come down off of that a little bit, and Richter is talking to um, Scion's mother. What is Scion's mother's name? Hisako. Hisako. Well, well, she brings everybody under the tree. This is when they they hit that 50 50 feet wide trunk, and everybody in the village is able to stand under the canopy of this tree. Like 300 people are able to stand under the canopy of a tree. You just imagine that tree is massive. But the whole time she's got her hand clutched, her hands clutched to her chest. And then when everybody's around, she. It worked. She's like super emotional, and she unclenches her hands, and boom, there's a pixie curled up in her hand its wings are like wrapped around and she looks around she stands up uh, uh, in Hisako's palm and starts singing and she starts singing this song about basically what the pixies went through at their end it's about joy and loss and 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 at the end um everybody's crying like weeping openly weeping and they describe it he says uh uh the 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 queen came to her and was like my daughter we found a way you know we can put you in this chrysalis and 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 uh and we can you'll be you'll reemerge once the plague has died out and you have the opportunity to basically revive our race and she's like but it comes at a cost my death uh so the queen has to sacrifice it's like basically she needs a a life source to to seal Cast that chrysalis right. and it's her life source that she uses and so so the pixie is singing this song she gets to that part everybody's crying but and it's but it's the rebirth so she sings the that part but i'm back y'all and 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 richter opens his eyes everybody's openly weeping hasako was the only one that didn't hit the floor that didn't that wasn't so overwhelmed that she had to like curl up under the tree and like sob she's just standing there because she's you know super strong and ancient basically uh hark and rejoice the pixie that emerged from the royal pixie chrysalis was none other than a queen her mother sacrificed her life to keep her daughter in stasis until the plague had died out the pixie race can be reborn congratulations you've earned three thousand fame points so he's got fame. Uh, his reputation hit level three. He's completed the quest Resurgence of Light one. He unlocked the quest Resurgence of Light two. Um, the pixie opened her eyes, looked at Hisako. Um, she says, uh, Hisako said to her, you're, a, you're welcome to the... I'm sorry, sprites still live in many places in the land, and we will all fight and die for you. You are home, my queen. The pixie opened her eyes, looked at Hisako, and it was like, 
but I am all alone. I have no one. It's like the sorrow in those two short sentences were heart wrenching, and then she has this. And if you listen to the audiobook, she's got this tiny little voice, and it is like, oh my god, it's like a child that's like. Would you just re- nailed recently? <laughs> she, it's like a recently orphaned kid. It's like that your heart just breaks when they're yeah. Right. Um, but she then the cycle's like you're not alone. Uh, and then she explains to her how the legends and lore of the Pixies have lived all these eons that sprites everywhere still speak of them and still sing their songs and speak of this Pixie that led the, the war the warriors into battle and this Pixie who healed the city and blah 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 like all these stories are well known He's like, and, and she's like we want to tell your mother's story so she'll be remembered and revered for the for the for, for, for the eons but we need to know her name and she's like her name was Alexandrella you know and she's like ah Alexandrella we will sing songs and and uh, we shall remember Queen Alexandrella the loving we will revere her for eternity and share the story of how her sacrifice brought a long light long lost light back into the world will you bring the beauty and wonder of the pixie race back into the land um, but yeah and then basically uh, long story short uh, Alora, who's the, the pixie, that's her name. She, uh, she gets more relationship points. Um, she basically, or Richter assigns her caretaker because she's like, I will, I will, I will fight for you, my lord, Lord Richter. Just if you give me a tree, I will, I promise I will make it strong, a solid oak, or maybe a winter, a winter, uh, 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 I don't know, some other tree, like brand right. name. And he's like, oh, don't even worry. We got the tree for you. She's like, where, where is it? And Sako's like, look up. And she re- finally realizes like, oh, the tree I'm talking about, or that there, it's all around me. And she's like, whoa, this is a quickening. I can't. I am too good, or I'm sorry, I am not good enough to to to, to lay my eggs, or whatever, not lay my eggs, but to bring my children back on a, a heavenly tree. This is too right. much. And he's like, nope, you will... Uh, you will absolutely do it. Yeah. And, and please just, do it. And, and it's our honor to do it. Like, hey, the, you are coming at this in the, in the entire wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like, not only are you good enough, we would be honored to have you and your pixie children as a contribution yes. um, to the Mist Village. Please, please come here and do this for us. And he, um, and Richter got a prompt. It says, the life cycle of pixies are, is intrinsically tied to nature. Male and female pixies exist, but that's not how they reproduce. Male pixies are larger and stronger than their female counterparts, but are sterile. Any female pixie uh, any female pixie can foster offspring by binding their spirit to a tree. <clears throat> the union creates a cocoon that adheres to the tree, and after time, two pixies are born of this bonding. The resulting offspring have a unique have uh, unique attributes and are determined by the type of tree and that's when uh, she's like um, okay give me you know what kind of tree you gonna give me and then uh, and he goes the celestial tree yeah tree of heaven yeah yes <laughs> um Yeah, she's so, like, yeah. you can. G- I'll give you this tree, but no more of this Lord stuff. Just call me Richter. And then they shook on it, or well, 
<laughs> she shook his pinky. Right. Uh, but he also spoke the pixie language because he has the gift 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 of tongues. So when she spoke in when she would speak in her language, he responded in pixie speak. And she gave him a kiss on the nose, and he got the kiss of the pixie, which increased his his charisma by like plus three. <laughs> Which is a permanent, you know, it's not like a... a, a it's it's, a, not, permanent it's boom. a permanent buff, yeah. So, so yeah, that was, it was more of just rejoicing in, in the quickening being, being planted, rejoicing in Alora, the pixie queen, being revitalized and now having a tree and... And uh, it's going to be a month. She'll bind with the tree, and in 30 days or whatever, you know, we'll get um, pixie babies. And pixie then you babies. realize, okay, so 30 days. So okay, so by what the next book? We should introduce. Yeah, no, pixies didn't come till book five, <laughs> or maybe the end of book four. But book five is called Swarm, and it's really about them and the, and how they're back now. And we get the May to May Don stuff. But you realize, wait, it took. Book five to get through thirty days. Thirty right. days we're in book two, and book five is thirty days later. My God, just yeah, it is. Yeah. it is a uh, day by day. Like we didn't, not messing around. So he gets more points with Alora. It's just more stats, more more XP, relationship, more points relationship with points. Uh. Yeah, the Miss Village. Miss Village. They are actually so. Oh, uh, Alora is now no, his companion, so she's not just yeah. his pal. Their companion. So he's got three companions now: Scion, Tarad, and Alora. That's a nice little, uh, nice little click they got going. Um, Alora, the Royal Pixie, has become your companion. Companions will stay with you as long as your goals align. You've completed the quest, Tree of Power 2. You have found the perfect caretakers for your quickening. Pixies are bound to the fabric of the land. All trees thrive under a pixie's care. So now Richter's a level 14. He's got 24 unused characteristic points, 100% of unused skill growth to allocate, and now he's unlocked Resurgence of Light 3, and it'll take a month, one month for the first children to be born. Will you protect the Royal Pixie Queen until the newest pixies are brought into the reward, uh, into the world? Reward unknown. And then, uh, yeah, quest tree of power three. Grow the quickening to level three. The quickening is a form, is a force of good in this world. Help it to thrive. Protect it as it grows. So he obviously uh, accepted both quests. He got a hundred thousand relationship points with Hisako. Now they're allies. Now they can do formal trade agreements. I don't th- and and like. The stuff we were talking about a, a couple chapters ago that she was just like, slow down there, cat, <laughs> before you know. But now he bought back the set there, you know, other half uh, of the of the sprites are pixies, and we learn what that means later on in further books. Uh, but you understand why he got a hundred thousand relationship points and is now went from trusted to an ally. So, your enemies have become my enemies. I will help however I can. Together, we will crush them. And, uh, yeah, and that's how Chapter 6 ends. Chapter 7 is just party time. Everybody's having a good time. 
People are drinking. The dwarves broke out a keg of the good stuff. Uh, so everybody's toasting. People, and as the party winds down, people just fall asleep under the quickening. Like they're just in, enraptured with the thing. And some people just don't want to not be close to it. They just want to be as close to that thing as possible. So they just take up camp in Shivana because she has water magic. Got all the water from the storm uh, uh, out of the way. So it was just a nice soft dirt and grass around the uh, tree, and everybody, you know, or a couple, you know, hundred or so people just camped out under the tree for the night. Right. And um, Richter named his side dragonling, dragonling in this chapter. He named her Alma. Um, he he didn't just mm. he said it had a personal connection, but didn't uh, specify. And I just have to assume it was like a grandma or aunt or something. I got an aunt Alma, so that's kind of where my mind took it when he said, you know, this because when he asked her, what what do we call you? She basically like gave it, get, left it up to him, and he's like, okay. And he went through some names, and yeah, he settled on Alma because it meant meant something to him. Also, we get. Our first real Richter talking about his past and it getting it getting right. brought up. Yeah. I remember in book one, I kept I would text you like, does he not care about his family back home? Like when are they gonna like talk about this? He like left a life behind. He was a twenty four year old med student with a future and you know, family and, and, and prospects, he never even talks about it. And and they go f- even more, even deeper into that. But the conversation he had with Scion when Scion's like, Hey, didn't didn't you leave some people behind? Why don't you ever talk about them? And after a while he, he did break down and told Scion, Yes, he talked about his mom and how much how loving she was and how kind his dad was or, or is and how his sisters are, are some of the most selfless people and his nieces and nephews are smart and brilliant. He's like, and as much as and how much as much as he misses that life, he always wanted more and the land is that more for him. Right. And he was raised that you know, you basically, deal with what's, in deal with what's in front of you. He knows he can't go back to Earth, certainly no time soon. So, dwelling on the fact that he's no longer there isn't going to. So he's already got an attitude of moving forward, and then mm-hmm. you find out later that it was a little something more than that. But we'll 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 get to that when we get to so, it. So, I would just like to say because your reaction to a lack of explanation up until this point was so visceral because you absolutely reached out several times. Like, um, this is unrealistic and it is, even in this fantasy novel, the idea that someone would be plucked from their life and thrust into a new one um, even at the breakneck speed that he is gaining power and moving through the world that they never um, that he never has a moment of reflection or of you know heartbreak or sad um, or sadness um, sort of like he hadn't dealt with it he hadn't had that moment where he just absolutely dealt with and we get that they just they they were like we can't go too deep into the second book without having those those emotions uh, uh, confronted and brought up in some kind of way. And I thought having Scion be the one to broach that, like, hey, brother, you know, because we're close, why don't you, uh, you know, ever talk about your family back home? You, you got to miss right. them. And he almost didn't tell Scion. 
but you right. know, they're, they're companions, they're pals. They've been through too much, and and he and he ended up uh, ended up telling them. So they broached the subject here, but in a later book, there is absolutely a explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, a thorough... that I believe is well written. Oh, I don't it know how is. You feel about that. Yes, and we can't. I don't want to get too much into because then I'm gonna want to talk about it about right. it. But don't want to talk about it. Let's However, just say when that switch was f- switch was flipped. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't say too much because it's going to give too much. What we will say is you as someone who was upset by the plot hole, mm-hmm. because that's what you felt like it was, a hole in the plot, like, hey, we are just not addressing this. Mm-hmm. Later on, as you read them, you understand that the they made you wait, hole though. has been filled in. They made you wait. They didn't get that. They didn't present that until book seven. That thorough, fully right, fleshed out explanation. It. Now it was worth the wait. Right. You go, oh, okay, well, there you go. Totally, that's I, what I'm. I get it now, but they yeah. made you wait. And as a binger, yeah. it wasn't the worst thing. It just was a few months, as far as you know, getting from book one to book seven. But mm-hmm. imagine you're just reading in real time, <laughs> along like with everybody <laughs> else. You gotta wait seven books to find out that yeah. So, um, but they have a nice moment and. He he mm-hmm. lets him know that he was he was like yeah I was at home I was training to be a healer what my people call a doctor, and then he goes, he stopped talking thinking how English how the English word felt strange on his tongue, then mm-hmm. they sat in silence again, and he says Rick Sion how can you be okay leaving all that behind? He's like I wouldn't have them here with I would have them here with me if I could, but they would all encourage me to listen to my heart. As much as I love looking up at a Georgia sky, I've always yearned for an existence of magic and wonder even more. I had an amazing life there, and yes, there are people I left behind that I miss dearly, but the land is my home now. I've been thinking about what Mama said. Indecision causes confusion, confusion causes accidents, and accidents cause death. I will not be indecisive. And then Scion's like, yeah, my mom gave me similar advice. And uh, yeah, and then they have some more a decent uh, moment, and then they uh, before he goes to sleep, that's when he named Alma, and he says, "What do you think of that?" She raised her head and then sniffed before settling back down. He chuckled. I'll take that as tacit agreement. Uh, and then th- and this is how the chapter ends. Richter spent mm-hmm. more time just looking out over his people and the sprites. Contentment filled his heart. And, and he realized that this was a perfect moment. He was smiling as he drifted off to sleep. So you know when we come back for the next episode. Don't you dare. He's going to be. No, thank you. Woken up out of his sleep to something. You might not know what it is, but you just had to know. Just when they end the chapter, it was a perfect moment. Just like, why'd you jinx it, book? <laughs> so. That's the end of this section, and it was, and again, just a reestablishing of the characters, who everybody is, where everybody stands. Uh, you, you get all those check boxes of like I love to bring up. Um, I forget how I, I phrase it, uh, heroic traits or something like that. There mm-hmm. were so many selfless. Just here, if you want, just the seed core. Give one. Telling Hisako he'd give her the seed core, um, giving the gifts of the potion of clarity without. No, it's not like he knew he was getting a gift in return. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just being a decent 
heroic, humble person. You know, just is getting him, getting him places in this in this section. So you're catching up on all the main main side characters, where everybody stands, and uh, progressing with some really cool quest that that quickening stuff in the pixie that was a really a really great way to to lay the foundation because the pixie stuff is like like we said they're laying foundation for three books from now Mm -hmm. you know so uh, yeah so alma is going to be is the is the big takeaway from from this section for me because he got his so familiar she plays such a big part in the story going forward um yeah and just him that tree like that that quickening just so much comes from that the pixies the they talk about the fruit of the quickening when it does ripen like it gives uh it, it unlocks people's potential so you know when the thing sprouts or you know the the the, the fruits ripen we're in for like some serious upgrades and and potentials and and however they phrase it. So, yeah. And next episode is where is when the action picks back up. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 swords and the magics and the bugbears and the goblins and the monsters. Mages mm-hmm. and spells. Yep. And yes, I and you'll get to put put those new. Uh, we, we I don't have notes like I normally do but another one of the check boxes is magics learned or skills learned again mm-hmm. this section was just full of them he got the two life magic uh, spells that he learned from training with Sumiko he learned the sword fighting stuff that from uh, 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 from Yoshi. Yoshi yeah he's just learning so much and then all the stat increases and the relationship increases it was a really productive section of the book yeah, I am excited. My one of my top three favorite characters is Alma. So to relive Alma coming into the world and being Hi. acclimated and really um, becoming um, fully part fleshed of, out character. Yes, and I the fact so that you get to see her grow, like in a like you get to see Richter grow in like small human ways of learning uh, or or learning from mistakes, that kind of thing. But Alma, you just get straight up growth and power and powers unlocked. You see her size increase, her levels of of her, her, her attack abilities and stuff like that. Like it's just a real dichotomy of and, and juxtaposition of of characters, her compared to Richter, they just so progress what, in so such different ways. So one of the things that we had talked about before on the show, um, in the last book, is that Scion is really um, he really is as labeled. He is a companion. He is not a sidekick. With the addition to Alma. Richter absolutely has his sidekick. Yeah. This is his ace boom. So before when, you know, they are, uh, he and Scion are establishing a relationship and, you know, we are trying to uh, explain to you guys that, you know, they are friends, but Scion is so well versed and so respected and so well a fleshed out character that he really doesn't fit into the... It's disrespectful to call him a sidekick. Right. Yeah. But with Alma, because she is 
and because she is there for the sole purpose of being his familiar Mm -hmm. and she does not come into the world as a humanoid then she absolutely fits into it doesn't feel less it doesn't feel like you're like she's less than when you call when you describe her as a sidekick it's just like fitting like oh yeah she's there to to be by his side and to kick ass like that that's you know that's what she is and i don't even think she'd be uh she'd 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 say no she would be Offended, she'd be like, "He's my sidekick." Especially, Absolutely. especially later Alma that gets like the intelligence boost and all that kind of stuff, and is a fully fleshed out like personality beyond meat, hungry, mine. Uh, right. She'll be like, "Yeah, I'm the master. You follow my instructions. You got it." And Richter's just like, "Okay, <laughs> you got it, sweetie." <laughs> so yeah, oh, yeah, so so that wraps up a, a, another section of the book. Just this. It continues. I'm sure there was, uh, and and if you're reading it in real time as they came out, there was probably like anything else. As, as good as book one was, can it continue? Can 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 he keep you know hitting doubles and and triples and home runs, or is it going to slow up? And you know, but no, I, I think this book is fully fleshed out. I don't think there's going to be retconning of of things. Uh, I think all the all the skills and powers and relationship stuff is fully thought about before it's put and committed to paper. Um, it's just I, we, me and Rich would talk about how this story was definitely like we liken it to wrestling. Like they booked back. Like when you're booking a wrestling match or pro or or feud, it's best to book it backwards. So you're not flying by the seat of your pants, coming up with stuff as it goes by. Like you ha- you want to know your outcome and get to that place with the best uh, uh, the best way you can. So this story seems like he, Aaron Kong, knows where he's going with it okay. for sure. Like no ands or buts, and he just it's a matter of getting there and everything connects. Even if you don't think it connects, just wait a book or two, or maybe even five sometimes. But right. it's going to connect. So I have all the faith in him as a as a writer, as an author, eight books in, that even if it's something uh, that I don't agree with or, oh, we could have took that in a different direction or I don't agree. Well, I'm sure he's got the thing. He's yeah, well in hand, yeah. absolutely. So, Travis, if people want to ask questions of us to answer on the next segment, I know that there is some information. There yeah. is an email address. Yeah, there's a couple ways you can uh, you can contact us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, so you can add us on Twitter, hit us up and uh, and ask questions or 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 uh, post comments there at D Dust Podcast. Um, damn, I don't even know my own <laughs> stuff. But yes, at D-Dust Podcast on Twitter, twitter.com slash D-Dust Podcast. Um, you can also find us, uh, drop us a voicemail if you um, if you want to have your voice heard on this show. You can ask us a question there. And the voicemail line can be found at 415-787-5229. Drop us a line there. Uh, or you can email us at ddustpodcast at gmail.com ddustpodcast at gmail.com 
So those are all the ways to reach out and contact us. Please do one or all of those things. And um, until next time, for Kendria, I'm Travis, and we will talk to you guys on the next DDoS Podcast. Thanks, everybody. The Demon Dust Podcast is produced by Cameron Hawkins for the South Congress Podcast Network. 